Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us to wrap up the week's news is Bill Crystal with the Weekly Standard. Bill, is it safe to say that uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton did not have the best week in Washington? Well, I think the conventional wisdom in Washington is that she did great. She got on the cover of Time magazine. Time said that she virtually said she can't really be stopped. Uh, um, prohibit a front runner, not just for the Democratic nomination, but for apparently for the presidency in 2017. Uh, I don't think that's correct, but um, it is a good example of how the, ma- ma- the mainstream media, uh, A, is, of course, for Hillary for both personal and political and ideological reasons, um, and B, always views things in the rearview mirror. You know, she was famous. She's famous. She's had very important jobs. Right now, if you do a snapshot poll, of course, she's way ahead in the Democratic primary and even ahead in the general election. Therefore, it's going, the world's going, not going to change over the next three years. That's kind of the way the mainstream media tends to work. Well, am I wrong to be one of those Republicans who is champing at the bit for the nominee for the Democrats to be Hillary? I mean, my opinion is if it's the nominee's Hillary, the election ends that day. The Republican, whoever it is, assuming it's not some, you know, Herman Cain, is going to be the president of the United States. Look, I think that's likely. I mean, I think Republicans have a decent chance to win no matter who the Democratic nominee is. Uh, Voters tend to want to replace the party in the White House after eight years. The only time that hasn't happened since in the last 60 years is 1988, when George H.W. Bush won, in effect, Ronald Reagan's third term. And uh, I don't think Obama's going to be as popular as Reagan was in 88 <laughs> when he leaves office. And I don't think the world's going to be in as good shape. We're not going to be winning, unfortunately, a, a Cold War. We're going to be uh, having seeing our international uh, you know, uh, standing continuously eroded. Uh, the economy's not going to have done as well under Obama as under Reagan. So, yeah, there's, I think any Republican has a pretty good chance in 2016. But I agree, against Hillary, a forward-looking younger Republican, a governor, or even a senator or congressman running against someone who's claiming to fame is, is what? What she did as Secretary of State, what she did in the Senate. Can anyone really say uh, anything she did? Um, she was first lady. She was. Uh, uh, she seemed to have uh, borne up well, uh, you know, um, d- despite her husband's behavior. But I mean, it really is. I think she's uh, Hillary is the kind of candidate who looks great to a certain type of media person on paper three years out. And I agree with you; would not be a strong candidate in a real election in 2016. The last time Hillary Clinton was politically hot, Friends was still on television. And if you look, you just mentioned, I've been, I've been asking people, tell me Hillary Clinton's accomplishment. What did she do? And the first answer is, well, she got elected in New York. I'm like, oh yeah, a Democrat named Clinton getting elected in New York. That's a real, oh, there's a toughie. If, she, if only she'd been named Kennedy, it would have been even harder. I mean, she has no, there's no act, no success in foreign policy, no, you know, you know the Clinton foghorn act of 2000 and it never happened to point at while she was u.s senator she has nothing except for her willingness to stand to a marry the most uh talented american politician maybe in a generation and b stand quietly by while there was disturbing rocking coming from nearby el camino that's it that's her that's her record and to the degree that she has views, she probably agrees with her husband and is kind of a Clinton Democrat. And that's not where the Democratic Party is going to be in 2016. I've been so struck in the last few months watching things happen in the Senate, and in particular where the Democrats have the majority, and uh, on issues ranging from Iran to domestic policy issues. The center of gravity of the Democratic Party is to the left of the Obama administration, mm-hmm. not back in the Clinton Democrat direction. And so to the degree that she has sort of an ideological profile, I don't think it's going to fit well with the Democratic primary electorate in 2016. Now, Democrats I talk to say, no, she'll win anyway. Why? Well, she's a woman. First woman president. That has huge resonance. 
especially among Democrats, obviously among uh, a lot of Americans as well. I'm a little doubtful about that. That assumes that women, women voters, are going to kind of cast an identity politics type vote, which has not been actually their custom. They they, women are more liberal than men, unfortunately, so they tend to vote a little more democratic, but they don't vote for women, qua women, that much, actually. And I, I'm a little doubtful that suddenly they're going to decide that they need to make Hillary Clinton the first woman president. It's not as if, I point this out in the editorial this week, short editorial on this, I mean, it's not as if women haven't led major countries in the last two, three, four decades. It's not as if there's not going to be a woman president of the United States. That's going to happen, obviously. So I don't think there's a need. I don't think I'd be doubtful that that many voters will feel a need to make a statement by making her the first woman president. And meanwhile, she's not in sync with the Democratic Party ideologically. And she is yesterday's news. And in an era when people really want something, I think, younger and forward looking, and the Republicans will have a younger and forward looking nominee. Um, and as you say, there's not much in the record of accomplishments. I always ask that question, just like you do here, and I don't ask it polemically or rhetorically. I ask it sincerely. What has, did she accomplish as a senator? What has she accomplished as Secretary of State of the United States? And, you know, it's crickets when you ask that question. Which uh, brings us to the news of the week. You know, it was really disturbing for me, Bill, to see uh, Secretary of State Kerry painfully trying to make it to another statement on Syria. What a, just this unrolling fiasco and having to talk about it again. All that reminds you of is how awfully they handled it before. And then you, uh, you know, you pick up your Twitter feed and there's, uh, you know, allegedly one of the uh, Iranian leaders doing a, a TD end zone celebratory dance. Yeah, we stuck it to Obama. And I just, I, whether it was Hillary Clinton at the helm or, or John Kerry, is anything in the Middle East going in the right direction? No, and the Iran situation is serious, and the Iranians are gloating and exulting, and whether it's Rouhani on Twitter or the foreign minister in, in remarks he's made or the chief negotiator in remarks he's made, um, it's amazing how unembarrassed they are to say we're winning and the West is losing. Now the State Department then says, our State Department says, well, that's just for domestic consumption. It's like, really? I mean, first of all, it's not just for domestic consumption. I think the Iranians know that when they make statements and put out tweets and uh, and, and make uh, statements in other, in, uh, through other media, it goes out to the whole world. Everyone else in the Middle East is certainly watching. Everyone, You know, it's not as if uh, the, the, the collapse of American prestige uh, is contained to this one issue to, only to Iran. And anyway, they're saying what they believe. It's not just for domestic consumption. And I, unfortunately, it's true. It's a terrible deal for the U.S. We, I mean, that's just factually true. We have backed off from what was our position and the U.N. position, the position of the, of the entire West, for a decade, or more than a decade, for three decades, but really in U.N. resolutions for the last decade, that, the, that Iran had to give up enrichment. They had to give up the ability to have a breakout towards nuclear weapons. And now the most sophisticated talking points in favor of this agreement is, well, it moves breakout back from maybe six months from two months. I mean, we have yielded, and that's just a fact. And, you know, the Iranians are just saying what is true in this respect. Uh, and not only uh, is the uh, audience, the people in the Middle East who are watching the politics, but think about the French and German business conglomerates who are just sitting right there, you know, waiting for the chance to uh, zip right back to business as usual and uh, pick up the uh, petroleum from Iran. Well, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, what's striking when you read about what's happening there, the Europeans and everyone else also just lined up at the gate to go when the EU sanctions go off on January 20th. So the notion that we could restore the sanctions after six months if these negotiations don't work, I think is a little ridiculous. We're not going to be able to do that. So we've given up the sanctions, which uh, people, which the administration itself says is what brought the Iranians to the table. 
Uh, we've got no assurance of anything from the Iranians, maybe a pause in parts of their nuclear program. But that's it. No dismantlement, No, nothing irreversibly uh, set back or, or, or undone or gotten rid of by the Iranians. Uh, really a one-sided deal. Uh, they buy time, and, and they get the sanctions, and they get sanctions relief. And that's why they're happy, and that's why they're cheerful. And uh, it's depressing to watch the administration continue down this path. It's depressing that in the Senate, not enough Democrats are willing to step up and break with the administration, I think, to get the sanctions legislation passed. Um, I'm proud that the Republicans, honestly, though, have stepped up on this. I mean, often there's so much pressure, as you know, to be for peace, to be for any kind of deal, not to look like a warmonger. And God knows the, the administration's playing that card. They're accusing everyone of supporting the uh, Kirk Menendez uh, legislation of you know wanting war in the Middle East. Nonetheless, the huge, huge majority of Republican senators have criticized the deal and supported this tough legislation. I'm afraid the legislation is not going to make it, though, and the administration is going to go down this road for the next few months. So President Obama will veto uh, a, uh, a sanctions bill, even with, if it has 60-plus votes and lots of Democrat support? Apparently, but I think... Uh, Harry Reid's not going to let that bill come oh, to the floor. And I think, unfortunately, even some of the Democrats who stay there for it are not really willing to pressure Reid to bring it to the floor. The Democratic Party has gone. They used to be some moderate Democrats, some hawkish Democrats. They used to be pro-Israel Democrats who were willing to challenge a president who was acting in a way that was detrimental to the interests, to the well-being of Israel. I, I'm afraid there are many fewer of those than there used to be. Well, we can wrap up with the big good news. You know, President Obama's famously criticized for saying, if you like your plan, you can keep it, and that wasn't true. Well, when he said to the Iranians, you can like your nukes, you can keep them, at least he's keeping his word this time, Bill. So we've got that going for us. That's really <laughs> cheers me up and puts me in a good mood for the weekend. But good luck. Good luck to, the, to your Patriots. What yes. do you think? Is Brady going to do it this time? Is Brady going to do it this he time? He's inside Peyton Manning's head. I'm telling you, Brady is going to own this thing, and it's going to be Peyton Manning choking as he has done before. He's going to choke again. You're going to watch it, and then the, will, the then the Patriots. Are we will discuss this. We will discuss this Monday, and I will. Peyton Manning, who's my favorite quarterback, I will enjoy. I'll enjoy discussing just how he picked apart the New England defense. How Brady didn't quite <laughs> make it once again in, the, in a big game. It'll well, be a good discussion. Well, on I will get. I will get uh, uh, flogged publicly if anyone finds out I told you this, Bill. But what the Patriots are kind of hoping is that he, they will lose, so that they won't get humiliated by the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. That's kind of the uh, the back channel chat that we're having up here. So. <laughs> That's good. That's a classic Boston, you know, exactly. sort of attitude. Right? Exactly. Let's lose. Let's lose when it's you know, we we look least bad. How about that? Anyway, that's Bill Crystal with the Weekly Standard podcast for the week. Uh, please join us regularly for weekly podcast updates at weeklystandard.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.